What's up, everybody? Appreciate you guys tuning in to the Pure Tennis Podcast. Today, we are recording. It is April 29th. This will drop on Saturday morning. Appreciate all you guys' support. You guys can follow us on the Pure Tennis Podcast in, on Instagram. Also, check us out at Tennis Point USA on Instagram. Right now, we are live on TikTok for any of you guys that want to listen, but no. And Spotify. And Spotify. And soon to be Apple. My name is Nate Walworth. I am here joined by Joe Patton, the man, best sound guy in the city. What's going on, dude? <laughs> That's a big intro, but thank you. <laughs> no, it's, uh, we, we are here, first off, starting from the Tennis Point side of things, guys, if you guys are on there, young de- tennis players, juniors, rec players, check out TennisPoint.com. We got the new Nike collection is previewing, 2022 Roland Garros collection is out. What Rafa is wearing is this blue, cool shirt. We got Original Penguin. They're back at it with, uh, they're back into tennis. And I think Original Penguin brings a lot of flair, brings a quality apparel line. And it's just a good look. It's a good, good feel. I saw this golfer in there shopping today. He was like, I was like, you play tennis? He's like, no. I just saw this was on the website and Original Penguin's got high quality stuff. So I thought that was cool. But outside of that, guys, I would say check out as far as shoes go. I know that's a lot of you guys' questions out here. Check out Mizuno Wave Tour Exceed 5s. And check out the Diodoras. Uh, you got the B icons and the Tornios. Joe? Falkina. Falkina. I wore David them. Falkina is rocking them. He's wearing the red ones. I have the yellow ones. What? Are you a fan of the uh, the Diodoras? I mean, they're, I, I went back to Asics. They're good. They're probably great for someone. They're they're kind of like, um, I think they're good clay shoes yeah. probably. Yep. No, they are. They're great for clay. Uh, for hard court, they get a little beat up, especially if you're someone that's an aggressive mover, sliding a lot and expecting a, a very durable, uh, responsive shoe on the hard courts. But that being said, let's get into the tennis. Uh, I know it's been a lot of fun this week. Clay court swing is, it's just, it's different. And it's, it's fun because um, now you got some of these Americans that are traveling across the pond entering these tournaments. Where, where have you been? What, 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 what tournament would you touch on first today? What, where's your eyes been? I mean, if we're talking Americans, we can do Est- the Portugal, Estero. Yep. Estero. Estero from Portugal. So, Today we got to watch two awesome, um, really two awesome matches. The first one I want to talk about, I think that has got to be the headline from today. Francis Tiafo takes down Davidovich Falkina, one of the hottest players on the clay courts right now, who just went, reached the final at Monte Carlo. What Tiafo was able to do in three sets, you know, comes back from down 2-5 in the third set. He just, I think the crowd, I mean, when you get a crowd that's supporting Tiafo, he just seems to find an extra level another gear, even when he's down, he doesn't, he doesn't seem to lose that belief. And he comes up with the shot making that he's, I mean, he's, his shot making ability is insane. doesn't matter where he is on the court, his athleticism and his recovery. And uh, he's, he's just got the belief in himself to just go for ridiculous shots, especially off the forehand wing. I think that's what's been most impressive about um, that, that, that whole comeback, really. Um, and just fighting back, like you said, the comeback, was it 7-5, seven, 7-5, five, seven, five, seven, five, all was, three sets? No, 7-6, seven, 5-7. Seven five. Okay, so the first one went to the tiebreaker. Yeah, three hour match. So this is a three hour three set match. Crazy. This is a grind. I'm sure Tiafoe's gonna be feeling this tomorrow. But the four versus five seed, that's kind of what you expect. Two yeah. big bangers going out there, and you got Falkina's probably the better mover of the two. You got Tiafoe's probably the bigger hitter of the two, and they produced a high quality, high level match, and that was just electric to watch. Falkina was not happy. The the fans at Estoril in Portugal were were behind the American. And that's like, if you're Falkina, it's like, 
you're just 22 years old. It's like you, you haven't established yourself as a personality that these people can kind of get behind yet. I'm not saying that's not going to happen. He's he's got a he's got a lot of spunk to his game and stuff. But Tiafa's been doing this. Tiafa's been on the bright stage. He's been on the big stage. Been in the bright lights. He's performed at a high level. He's taken down a guy like yourself, like you're, you're like you're a fan of Rublev at the U.S. Open. He's done it on the on the biggest stages in the sport, and he's put on a show for fans. And that's we we've seen that when he's got the fans behind him, and they're clearly showing him love. He responds in a very positive manner, and he wants to. He's not going to bow out. When he did, yeah, it's like a big game hunting because he. I would throw in the win. He's over. got a big, he's got a bit of curious in him. I would, I would, I would throw in the win over Titsipas and the yep, Wimbledon, yep, Wimbledon too, yep, because yep. it's just like Titsipas at that moment was hotter than. Yeah, he was. Any, I thought he was going to win Wimbledon. Coming off the clay court swing that Titsipas had, you know, he he had won Monte Carlo. He had yeah. went to the finals of the French Open. You thought he was going to kind of make the turn. Yeah, Phil. Uh. Uh-uh. And then Fokina beating Djokovic, like looking kind of unbeatable mm-hmm. in that match, because because he's got so much speed. Mm-hmm. I thought that he had like there. I would, if you were playing Fokina right now until Tiafo beat him, like no, like I would be afraid to play that uh-huh. guy, even if I was at the top of the line or top of the level pro. So I agree, a huge win for Tiafo and uh, can it help him too? But I'm glad he he seemed like he had like much more of a fight in him. No, and then the other American that showed up today was Sebastian Corda. Yeah, a huge, massive six two six two win over Felix Aliasim. A fellow twenty-one-year-old, and this is a guy that six months ago you would have you would have probably never had Felix saying that his ceiling was going to be at the same level as Corda. But now you know after watching these guys six months later, you've seen Corda push Rafa at Indian Wells. We've seen Corda beat Alcaraz, who was coming in high as a pistol. Um, that was Monte Carlo. Yeah, we've seen Corda now take out these top guys, and he's he's hung around with these. I mean, the, one of the greatest of all time, Rafa Nadal, who's playing tremendous tennis, who hadn't lost a match yet. And Corda's belief is there, and I think we talked about this before we hopped on the podcast. But yeah, Miami, he totally yeah. Sorry, he was, but he's playing. You're like he believes in himself. He believes because the work he puts in, he's so <clears throat> fundamentally sound. His technique is so reliable, and yeah, he's he, he grew up on great base, um, the great base system, which I'm I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with, but it's a very technical. It's a slower. They take you through like the the full slow pace swing where you have like all these contact points that you must get to. In order to finish your swing, and I think it for some people it works. For Corda, it's worked out tremendously. He's got his backhand. You put it out high on his shoulder. He has no problem at his height, six four, six five, moving over, his, moving his left shoulder, moving his left hand over that ball. He can redirect the ball so well from that wing. His forehand is caught up with that with, with his backhand. He's able to dictate, get on his front foot much easier than he used to be. And now his serve is beefed up. He's got a bigger serve. He's touching the one, mid one twenties, high one twenties. Occasionally, he'll touch in the one thirty when he's really feeling it. And the fact that he has that in his back pocket. That's a problem for the rest of the tour. His movement's solid. He's a very, very good athlete. And he's not like an elite mover or anything, but his anticipation and his his length and his able to, his ability to dictate, that makes this guy a real a real problem on the tour. And we talked about it. Where do you see this guy? I, th- I mean, I think he's a What's real he problem for Tiafa tomorrow. A huge, huge problem. That's because popcorn. That is popcorn. When he's taking, he's walked through people. Hi, Riley Morgan. Appreciate so. you. So. <laughs> Nice. We're live on TikTok out here, so I just I gotta say gotta hi. say hi to people. Hi, chat at two one nine. Appreciate you guys checking in. Check out the Pure Tennis Podcast on Instagram. You guys can check us out on Spotify as well. But no. Yeah. So like basically, like who, where's his where's his ceiling? Where's his ceiling if he gets through, T- I think it's like you're twenty one years old. You're gonna beat Tiafu tomorrow. Because if you're not, then it's still it's still like I feel like tennis. It's like your it's your time, and there's people that are coming up behind you, and it's mm-hmm. their time. So it's like. He's got to take. He's like right now. It's there. Like 
the young Americans, they're coming in. They got to beat people like Tiafu because he's an old American. He's, he, he's, he's old a 29 year old. No, he's not. Yeah, Tiafu? he is. Yeah. Tiafu's like 24. I swear he's. Nah, Tiafu's 24, maybe. Okay, 24. Maybe, maybe 23. What does he say? He's look, 24. Look, he's You're 24? right. Sorry. I thought so, yeah. No. He, Emily, look, he Emily looked like, he's, he looked like he's ready. Go. He looked like he was ready Shout to. Shout out to Western Tennis. CS, CS99 TV's in here. No, but. Maybe he was court. just older than Fokina. So, so who do you got on the Corda versus Tiafo match tomorrow? I'm going to go with Corda. Only because he played two sets and Tiafo's got three. So, so And got, he went through like a grind. Two, two of our favorite followers, took a drop Emily shot. Sutton and CST, CS99 TV, are in the house. That's a fire racket. Hey, this is that new Babylon Pure Strike. <laughs> we got to get the big version and get you guys on court with this thing and the small one. It took a big, big drop you, shot got, spinner. What do you got over there? I've got this really good. That's the head boom. Boom racket. The face of Coco, the Coco Golf and uh, Lorenzo Musetti. So that's a fire stick, he said. Let's go. CSTV, get to Cincinnati. Let's make some content. I'm telling you, we need to make this happen. Especially come to Cincinnati for the Western and Southern. What string pattern we got in this thing? This is a 16 by 19. It's an open, Clearly. open pattern. I think Grommel. it's some, I think it's some RPM blast. With that nice stencil job in there. I'm, I'm working on my slice out here. Show, show them your blast. CS99 TV. You got to check these guys out on social media. They do, you'll love their content. They're sick. They do. They combine like baseball and tennis. Nice. Different stuff. Anyway, so last last thoughts on the Estoril is Sebastian Baez, another 21-year-old, 5'7 Argentinian, another, we've seen this before with Diego Schwartzman. He's got the goods. He's got the ability. He's, he's fast. He's got hands. He can hit ridiculous shots on the run. Passing shots are absurd. He doesn't mind taking the ball early on the rise. Because these guys try to punish him back over his big shoulder, over his left shoulder, but it's not working with these guys. And Baez is tough. Takes out Richard Gasquet, who just took out Tommy Paul in straights. And Richard Gasquet was a guy; that's, he's got the talent. He's he's obviously been solid for like 20 years. Uh, but Baez is on the rise. I expect him to get in the top 40 uh, at some point in, in, in the near future. I thought that Troy, getting my through man, Gas- Western. I haven't seen you at Western in a while. That's- I thought that getting through Gasquet was real because he, he was coming, you know, to this. He was coming yeah. this tournament. Who? Uh, who? Richard Gasquet. Richard. Richard. Richard Gasquet. Richard. Give me, give me your, give me your Estoril prediction to take the title. Who we got? We got two Americans, and then we got the bottom with uh, Ramos Ronolas and um, Baez. I mean, I already just said I'm going Corda over top of Tiafo, only because of like the feel like the 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 legs might. Be more in Corda's favor because yeah. he's so yeah, much because yeah, so much younger. So, and, not that much younger. He's three years younger. <laughs> but uh, and then okay, and then on the on the low end, I'll go with Baez. So you got Corda taking over Baez, or you got Baez taking it? Twenty, a lot of twenty-one year olds out here. I'll go Corda over getting like his Korda first, getting his first, getting his first win. I like that. So we got asked CS ninety nine TV asked us who's winning the French. If Rafa's healthy, I got to ride with my guy. That's my dude, Rafa Nadal. The greatest tennis player of all time. He's got 21. If he's not healthy, give me Carlos Alcaraz. That guy is electric. Alcaraz is, I know he's just blown his, like what What Alcaraz said his goals at the beginning of this year, he was trying to reach top 15. He was trying to take three titles home. He's already top 10. He's already got two top, he's already got three titles. He's got Rio, he's got Miami, and he's got Barcelona. Barcelona. Wait, so you're, you're going to just discredit, like throw out the, the current champ? Noted. He is goaded, huh? You're going to throw out the current French the current Open French champ? champ? Is he going to be allowed to play? I don't know. I can't remember. I, I, don't I can't know. remember what time. Ta- what, what Do they allow him to? I can't remember what tournaments they allow this guy to play anymore. Um, 
But if 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 Novak plays in the French, that's it's a problem. I mean, obviously, if he's healthy, he, he obviously physically he's not there right now. He made a title. He, he played. Got, he made a title he match. Beat, oh, he got a bagel by Rublev though. That just did not sit well with him. Rublev's bagel, good. A whole bagel. Rublev's good. Rublev's pretty good. Rublev's and, all right. I mean, he can hit. He can hit ball. He can hit ball. He sees ball hit ball. Uh, all right, that's our take. <laughs> Let's, go on to Let's go to BMW. Mewchin. Let's go to Mewchin. Give me Holger Rune, the first ATP player to ever join the Pure Tennis Podcast. Yes. Takes out Sasha Zverev in round one. Then watch just, that. I watched that. Then he just he who did he beat up yesterday? He took a. He, it wasn't his. He, he beat somebody. up. He beat up some guy named Laheka first. Lehechka, we watched that Lehechka. one. Laheka. Because Ben he, Ben and I watched that one. Then we watched him beat up Zverev. And now it's uh, and now he, he just Rus- ripped out Rusevori. Rusevori taking him out zero and two in in one hour. Yeah. It took him one hour to d- take out this guy. You're right. He hits. He hits the hardest for him. Rune slaps. He the hits backhand, the hardest. His contact point on the backhand is absurd. He finds the ball in front of his racket bed and he just takes off with it. He, he does. Can de- he can defend off that wing. He's added the drop. He's shot. He's got a mean streak too. He's added the drop shot to his game as well, which has changed his. He he bring these guys. These young guys. You talk to them. They're so smart with the game. Like they've diagnosed these guys' weaknesses on video for years. A guy like Holger Rune knows that these guys, he brought it up and so did Cressy. These guys don't want to volley. So he's going to drop shot these guys, bring them to the net, and hit, make them hit tough volleys and, or hit t- lobs over their backhand shoulder. These guys haven't been able to do it at a consistent rate. You see him like, taking out Zverev. It's like he just, he just, his, his strategy was more solid than Zverev. Zverev didn't really have anything put together of a, of a game plan. It seemed like he was just out there hitting the tennis ball. Rune's out there executing at a high level. So another 18-year-old just dominating. Huge win. What do you think Hogs? X factor is. I would say his his mind. I would say his mind is super powerful. Holger. Yeah. I would say. We got asked, but that's a Troy Troy the Pump guy asked. Uh, what do we think his X factor is? I think he's obsessed with tennis too. Like when we talk he's to him, he's obsessed with tennis. He's obsessed exactly. with it. Exactly. That's Lives why. it all day long. Like your mind thing. Absolutely. Like, no. no. If you're obsessed with tennis and you're talented and you put that work in, like that's when you become scary. You become possessed. Like you got Novak Djokovic, Rafa Nadal, obviously Federer. Murray, these guys are obsessed with tennis. They're, the craft is, it's not a job to these guys. It's just the craft that they are they are in love with. I think that's with Holger. It's like, he does not take his day-to-day routines and stuff as like a job. He loves what he does. He's got a great system at home. He's it's got a his system too, involved. the process. It's the process, he's got great coaches in his corner. You can just tell there's everything is very calculated. And that guy is like, he's getting his body right as he goes along this, this journey. And he's just like Alcaraz. He's two 18-year-olds. Well, actually, the... Holger just turned 19 today. Yeah. Uh, so that's, so these two Which is crazy because he's yeah, 19. These two teenagers are just so far advanced um, in, in the mental aspect of tennis, which is, I think is the biggest thing you have to conquer because a lot of these guys are crazy good athletes. A lot of these guys can hit 130. A lot of these guys can blitz forehands 90 miles an hour. But it's like, who can put together a game plan? And when plan A is not working, who can go to plan B? And who has who can execute on that on that second that second tier game plan? And who gets up too? Because he gets up and goes like after he loses matches, he goes right out to the court and he's out there just smashing at the next mm-hmm. like you know, that's the one thing I noticed too is that there's no stop. So we we, we could touch on BMW, but I kind of like this this question we just got in from CS99. We got he says curious, what do you think of the state of junior tennis in the U.S. And this is something that Tennis Point and myself and us, we all want to get behind a lot more, and we're going to be much more heavily involved with grassroots tennis uh, this summer. But generally, I know I'm, this is on Tennis Point's live, so we, we t- let's just, I'll, I'll be as honest as I can be. Um, I think the state of junior tennis in the U.S. as it currently stands, the system needs a little bit of help. And I think that's in a few facets, but I think right now at this current point in, in our tennis history it's become too transactional 
Uh, I think tennis right now, it's like there's too many credit cards being exchanged at clubs. When you walk in, it doesn't like we need to build more community. And I think that's our goal at Tennis Point is to bring in like the whole Team Yellow culture, make sure the atmosphere is right. When you come and drop your kid off, it should be more of like that um, soccer, basketball, football, whatever other sport you guys play. It's more team sport where you just you pay us you, like I'm talking. This is just me talking as Nate Walworth from my own opinion. This is uh, that's just how I feel. Like, we need to make this a more of a community feel where everybody feels like it's a team aspect and it's not, you know, private lesson. Oh, dock them for this. Oh, it's a, it's a clinic. You gotta get, like, Are you talking about tournaments or just court just, time? Just growing at the grassroots level. Like when you enter the sport, it's like these juniors are paying so much money per month oh, yeah, that's to just for get sure. lessons and get clinics and get tournaments going and travel. It's like we need to find a way to make this sport more of a team community aspect. And I think that's what you see with these academies that are that are kind of thriving right now. That's what you, we got with Cincinnati Tennis Foundation, which is a local thing going on here. What they're going to be doing for tennis is huge, and that's what we need to see more more tennis. Just yeah, we, we get rid of the stigma. We want to get rid of the stigma that tennis has had. We want to draw in more casuals and get those best athletes that right now currently we're we're kind of losing to basketball and soccer and other sports. So I would throw in that there's the game, some. It's a, it's a lifetime sport. That is facts. I would throw in that there's sometimes that they're also like at Western, like there are. There are clubs that are There's that are growing like that. the game. No, our, our club at Western Athletic Club, guys, you guys, they we do great work. Like what we have got some of the greatest coaches that are truly love tennis. They love giving back to the community, and they love bringing in people to help people out. It's like there are some clubs that do this at a very high level. So, to answer your, I'm just like the overriding theme. I think for us to compete with the Spains and with the, I mean, I can name whatever. Like even like Argentina's got two guys that are like for us to compete for US being at the size it's at. We just need to kind of fix our system a little bit. We just need to polish it up. Because college tennis is phenomenal, and I think what college tennis is doing right now is unbelievable. I think they're finally it's finally getting more promotion. It's getting more streams out there. These kids are with NIL are able to make money now and profit. So are they? I don't know. Like they, yeah. By the rule book, they are. And like so I know some of them that have some deals and stuff, which is cool. But tennis players have to put themselves out there. It's like you look at these guys' social social media pages right now that are playing top level college ball. I'm like. You're hitting the ball 125 miles an hour, and you're hitting a big forehand, and you're traveling the country playing a college sport. Post on social, like show off what you're doing, and get a following. It's like this is you're living the life. It's like and a lot of these guys are like the top level guys. You got Cam Nori, you got a guy like Rindernesh, you got JJ Wolf, you got uh, I mean obviously Isner, you got a bunch, bunch of these guys are having success. Uh, you got Bruno um, Bruno from Mississippi State. Can't remember his name. Nuna, I can't remember Nuno. Oh, what the heck is his name? Someone's gonna tell me on this chat. Someone's going to help me out. I play with ladies who are 80 years old. Their style is so different but effective. For sure. Tennis is a, doesn't matter how old you are. You can play ball forever, man. This sport is, it's like table tennis. It's like badminton. It's like golf. You're never going to, if you got the goods, you, maybe you're not going to be able to hit the, the fastball like you used to, but Bruno Nunes. We have the best fans on this live yeah, right now. Tennis fans don't, Bruno they don't mess Nunes. around. I was drawing a blank. Mississippi State product. Uh, there's a plenty more college players I can name. Kenzie McDonald, Brandon Nakashima, Jensen Brooksby. All those guys went to college. It's like college is a legit place that you can develop your game and make a living playing the sport. So I think that's great. But we got sidetracked, but those are awesome questions. What was the 80-year-old question? 80-year-old question, woman question? No, um, TF or T Frantastics just says. Because that's old. He says, I play with, it is, 80 years old is that's, old. That's getting But if, not, if you play tennis, you'll stay young forever. True. That's facts. That's why we're going to live forever. True. We play tennis. All right. Um, Back to where, wait, wait, hold on, let me see what, what matches we did not talk about. Yet. We didn't talk about the other side of the BMW, which is basically Mimar Chechmanovic. 
Milmir Kecmanovic has been on a tear. And then uh, Botic Van Dessenschul. Van Dessenschul, he took down Kasper Ruud in an epic match today. But no, I think Kasper Ruud, first off, that's a disappointing result for him. It, it looked rough. It did. And like Kasper Ruud, he's a clay court guy. He's been hot too. Van, I Botic think he's tired. Is, he's got to be a little tired. He's got to be a little gassed. He came, yeah, he had a good run in Miami. He's had some good clay court. He had, who did he lose to in Monte Carlo? In the final against to, Alcaraz. Yep. It was rough. The yep. shot of the year overran the forehand. Yep. So right. I mean, no, wait, that was wasn't yeah. that Casper Rude? That no, was, that was Demon R. Oh, that was Demon R. Casper Rude just played Alcaraz too, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Where did he that, did? That was. Was that in the? That was. That's Barcelona, Miami, maybe. Miami. Barcelona. Barcelona. No, you're right. Barcelona. You're right. It was right, right before right. Demon. It was right before Demon. You're right. You're right. So. No. No. It was the final. You're right. Was it? Demon R was a semi. That's all right. I thought so. No, because Pablo Cranabusta was the final. Ask them. Guys, help us out. Come we're, on. This we're is watching too much tennis to not know this. We've been, been messing with lava lamps all day. <laughs> but I want to finish up, first off, before we, BMW, great event. We'll get back to that. But real quick, on the women's side, we haven't shown the women enough love. That What they're doing in Madrid right now, that draw is loaded. Yeah. Sakari takes out Madison Keys in three sets today. Muguruza takes out Tomlanovich in straights. Osaka... Finds her as a wild card, gets back in form against Potapova, takes out takes her out in straight sets. You have Jessica Pagula taking out Camelia Georgie. Watch that. That was a nice three set win. Dan Danielle Collins, the Danimal, takes out Monica she's, Puig in her return. She's playing straight sets. Danimal Danielle Collins is a beast. She's playing. Shout out to the Bebop Purero. What a stick. Um, Bianca Andrescu, big comeback, takes out Allison Risk, who's always a tough customer. 6-0 in the third. Emma Raducanu. 6-0 in, in the second against uh, Marchikova. And Kasakina takes out a uh, Bondar in three. So, oh, Leila Fernandez got a win today. So a lot of women's action was heavy today on the Masters 1000s of Madrid. And also, shout out to Paul Bedosa, the new world number two. She visited Tennis Point headquarters in Madrid yesterday, I believe. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I actually got to post some cool pictures of her at the, from, the stop, from the shop. But those were pretty cool. What do we think about the new Adidas collection, guys? How do we feel about the Sebastian Corda and the Felix Algerio team, the Seth Sitsipas, the Sasha Zverev, all these guys rocking the the, uh, the crazy graphics on their shirt representing the water cycle? How do you feel about them? Yeah, are you asking me? Yeah, I'm asking you. You feel about the, how do you feel about I, the kids? I, you can wear it. I love it. You're, I know you're not a big fan of it. You're. I just like I don't understand like the water like hey, I'm all into the water man. cycle. They're going. Hey, they're I'm not knocking it. I'm just. Plastics, I don't want to wear. It. Recycle your plastics. That's I, all we ask. I like Adidas. I'm a big fan of Adidas. I just don't know if I would wear. I honestly like the look of the the um the kind of tie dye thing better. The the tie dye pants, the uh, firecracker yeah. popsicle. Look. I was I was into that. Was that look Starting to while. like that. I. I just don't understand. One of my biggest beefs with tennis is why do we have Nike? I can't do that. Putting six yeah. people in the same in the water cycle because they're all into the water Nike cycle. The same... <laughs> why are we putting guys in the same clothes as somebody else that they're gonna? Because they're play all into the, the water cycle. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, Sorry. guys, if you're on TikTok checking us out live. I appreciate you guys for coming in here. Uh, send us any questions you guys have. We would always answer them on the next pod and. Give us any feedback you guys could. Subscribe to the channel on Spotify. Branding. Branding. It is branding. I, I mean, I get it. It's branding at the highest level. It's like, but wouldn't you be better off customizing fits to like fit people's personalities so that they could...
feel like more themselves on the court. I don't know. That's been my take on it. But like one year, 2019 Cincinnati, we had like 25 of the Nike girls wearing the same like leopard print shoes and everything. I'm like, they were all into leopards. They're all into leopards. Everybody just loves leopards. Everybody loved leopards that year. I like that these. I like that we have an active group in here. Yeah. All right, we're gonna sign off on the live. But I appreciate everybody's input. Yeah, got to listen to the rest of the podcast on Spotify. Yep. Yeah. Bye, guys. Still going. Okay, that was cool. That was cool. Um, we'll do that more, guys. If you guys are on social media, check us out on like a TikTok. We are Tennis Point, and we're gonna go live so you guys can feed us live questions. I think that's cool. yeah, that was good stuff. I don't care if it's about rackets, if it's about tournament play, if it's about junior tennis, about this Grand Slam tennis, college, whatever it is. We are. I promise. We if we don't know something about it, we will. Um, We'll figure out something about it because it's like we're we're doing this stuff every day and we got tennis fanatics everywhere. We'll bring if if you guys have, want a string question, we'll bring in one of our string technicians and we'll answer all that stuff. But um, yeah, I have uh, just completely been. I'm two feet in with now with the college tennis though. That's the last thing I wanted to touch on is college tennis has been amazing. Yeah. The last two months I've been much more tuned in. Whether it was the finishing of the regular season play, conference tournaments. Um, now we got NCAs coming up. The uh, selection show is, I believe, on Monday night. I just can't wait to see how that all unfolds. Buckeyes look tough. Buckeyes do look tough. But you got to come to Champagne with me. I'm going. I would love to go. May 21st let's to May go. 24th. There's a club championship. But yeah, let's, um, let's do I I need to, yeah. We need to come out there. I'm going to, yeah, we got to do it. Outside of the college tennis, I'm gonna give you one, I'm going to give you guys one prediction on each side that I'll, I'll save for my champions. And then we will. Wrap this one up, and we'll be back in the studio soon. But for my predictions in the college NCAA tournament, on the men's side, give me the SEC champions, Florida. They look good. They look damn good. Watch them play Texas. They They look tough. They got guys across the lineup. On the women's side, give me the Texas A&M Aggies coming off. I don't know if I like that pick. I know they're hot coming off an SEC title. Duke won the ACC title. Texas won the Big 12. Um, the road to national championships runs through NC. <laughs> I like that. Sorry. I like that. He's, he's, he's doing homework. Uh, give me, for the women's, give me the Texas Longhorns going back to back. Back to back. Going back to back. Shout out to Peyton Stearns. Dominant 6-0, 6-0 performance against a top 10 player in college tennis in the uh, Big, 12, or Big 12 tournament title game. That was just a beatdown. She was just, she was going to hand out bagels. That's what she wanted to do. She went out on a mission, dished them out, got out of there in a hurry, won Big 12 Player of the Year, or Big 12, Big 12 Conference Player of the tur- Tournament. Wow, I can't even speak. Conference Player of the, the Week. Tournament Player of the Week, something like that. Whatever it is called. Anyway, guys, it's getting late. It's like 1 a.m., and we've been in here for a hot minute. Any last takeaways from this week? Any, uh... Any storylines that we haven't mentioned? I just say that I would add Tiafu's drop shot across oh the net gosh. against uh, Fokina as into the shot of the year category. Yep. Oh, I would put that in there. Yeah, that's got to be in there. Yeah. Top three shots of the year. We talked about this before the podcast. Give me in order: JJ Wolf left-handed passing shot Absolutely. versus Sitsipas. Absolutely. Give me the give me the drop shot from Tiafu. Then give me the, the match the point down, Carlos Alcaraz oh, versus yeah. Demonar. Yeah, definitely. And at four, give me the diving volley from Sitsipas versus Diego Schwartzman. Oh, and at five, yeah, give we, me the Zverev backhand down the line freaking ripper against Pablo Crane to boost off a ridiculous angle where he just 
And then, the, and then the runner, like just honorable mention, Bublik handle shot. Oh, just because he's a savage. <laughs> just because he did it, and then had to like run back and then finish the shot That's after true. the handle shot. That's so nice. the handle shot. Why would you do that? Who knows? Because it's, 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 it's Sasha Bublik. And that Bublik. guy, King Bublik. No one else is doing the handle crown, shot. Crown that man. <laughs> anyway, guys, appreciate you guys for tuning in. Today was a fun podcast. We will be much more structured, we promise. We're very serious individuals, man. We, we take this stuff super serious. Absolutely. We'll be back. <laughs> we'll be back. Appreciate it. Have a great weekend. Talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye.